Righto, it's time to duel. Chip, chip, what, what? Tally ho. Oi, mate. That's right. It's a new episode <laughs> with even more British people. <laughs> with even more terrible accents. <laughs> Good Lord, they're so bad in this episode. Blimey. <sighs> All right, for real, though, what time is it? Your move! It's time! To podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to You Activated My Podcast, the weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! recap podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Jimmy. And this week, we are talking about what else? Season 1, Episode 17, Arena of Lost Souls, colon, Part 1. Uh, <laughs> I know I know that last week we said we were going to do 1 and 2, uh, maybe as, as a single episode. We're going to split them up for a couple of reasons. One, because there's a lot of talk about this episode. And two, because I had this sudden, like, existential crisis of realizing that doing both at once would mean watching 40 straight minutes of Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> and uh, I'm just not prepared for that this week. I'm going to be honest with you guys. So we're doing part one this week. Um, we're going to get into it in a little bit. But first, it's time to talk about what's good. Is there... Yeah, there's not really any news. No, there's really no news. It was funny. I was telling Jimmy earlier today, I went to like the Yu-Gi-Oh website and went to a lot of the usual places to try and find Yu-Gi-Oh news and there just hasn't really been anything like outside of like some updates to uh to dual links for I think like two months now <laughs> there hasn't really been anything new uh but you know what that's all right there's still plenty to talk about uh one of which I'm really excited for this is not Yu-Gi-Oh related at all but starting well tomorrow for us but I guess yesterday for when this comes out because we record on Saturdays uh is time uh, wizard <laughs> yeah uh summer games done quick is starting uh oh. has started uh so that starts i think right now will be like midway through the second day when, i when completely you're listening to this. forgot that was coming up yeah and it's one of those events that i i watch every year uh it happens twice a year actually so there's awesome games done quick in the spring and summer games done quick in the summer because you know summer games um and what it is is it's a week-long uh, video game speed running marathon that they uh, raise money for charity and they stream online uh, and they will play games like Skyrim or Fallout 4 or Battletoads or Super Mario and they'll just play them as quickly as hum- humanly possible uh, so I, I love running it or, or watching it rather um, yeah I'm really excited I, I need to do some laundry tomorrow so that I can wear a different Summer Games Done Quick t-shirt for every day of Summer Games Done Quick <laughs> Uh, they partner with the Yeti to make some really awesome t-shirts every, every time they do this. So I have a lot of them. <laughs> it's most of my t-shirts right now. I've noticed that yeah. you have a lot of, uh, I mean, they're good looking t-shirts. I think they're pretty they're cool. really good. I think that's, yeah, I, I do. I do. It's, it's good enough design that I don't feel bad doing that, but also like because they raise money for charity, I feel like it's, it's a good thing to do. Um, and even like if you buy a t-shirt from the Yeti that's specifically for AGDQ or SJDQ, like part of that, that purchase goes to that charity. Um, and every spring they support, uh, the prevent cancer foundation and every summer they support doctors without borders. So I feel like it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's something I want to put my money to. Yeah. Um, plus I just want to watch people run games. I legitimately have two days off work that I was planning on doing something else with and plans fell through so now i'm just gonna watch <laughs> speed runs for two days straight, nice and i'm really excited living the dream i am i truly am um so yeah so that's one thing i'm excited for uh 
Do you have anything going on this week? What's going on? What's good? No. Um, I have been, for my birthday, I got myself uh, on, on the 3DS, I've got SteamWorld Heist, Ooh. The, the indie game, and yeah. it's really fun. It's a it's like XCOM. We have all these different characters with different abilities, and it's turn-based. But the difference is, instead of top-down, they're all, it's like a platformer. It's 2D, oh, like side-to-side, yeah. uh-huh. and it's really fun. I've been really enjoying it. Neat. Yeah, I've heard really good things about that series. I know, um, I think a couple of months ago, SteamWorld Dig 2 was like a free thing on Twitch. Mm. Um, I have not really played it at all yet, well, but... I heard they're completely different like types of games. Yeah, probably. This one seems to be more like a traditional platformer, but... So it's like a strategy platformer yes. then. Neat. Well, that and uh, it's like on basically every console there is, I think. I know it's on Switch. Sweet. So if you like XCOM type games, you should check it out. I do. I really do. Uh, you and I both know how much time we put into um, uh, Mario and Rabbids. Uh, what, what is it? What is the full name? Mario, Mario Rabbids, Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Kingdom Battle. Thank you. I don't even own this game. I know more, <laughs> know more about it than you. Uh, I have just recently uh, beat Breath of the Wild. Oh, really? Well, beat. I beat the story, and I am at 108 shrines, I think, out of 120, and I've gotten like 200 of uh, the um, the Korok, Korok seeds. So yeah, ha And and I just realized you found I, me. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I just realized I don't know. I don't know how I didn't notice notice this before, but when you open up the map in Breath of the Wild, it shows you like a percentage meter, like how much of the game that you've done. And I'm still at like 32% <laughs> of just stuff you can collect yeah, and do. And I've put in, I need to go back and look at how much time I put into this game, but it is, it is quite a bit. It is a lot. Uh, so, so doing that. I think last time I played Breath of the Wild is when I set up my donkey alarms that would go ding whenever I was near a donkey. Oh, that's right. <laughs> It was easily the best and worst idea uh, to use the in, in Breath of the Wild. For those who haven't played it, there's a, a mechanic where you can take a picture of something and you essentially set up like a like a radar for it. So when you're near that thing, it'll start beeping. It's used typically to find like an important item that you might need or to find the next shrine. New weapons. Uh, but Jimmy set it up enemies. on donkeys. <laughs> So anytime he was near a donkey, donkey, which you literally cannot interact with at all. You can't ride them like a horse. You can't talk to them. They're just there to look at. Um, I was like, oh, I can set it up to <laughs> show where donkeys hey, you know are. What? Sure, why more, not? More power to you. Um, I also, sorry, speaking of... Uh, of donkeys? Well, no, <laughs> Speaking of asses. Uh, no, speaking of t-shirt designs, like we were talking about earlier, uh, I will say one thing that's very good in my recent past is Jimmy got me a birthday present and that is a Yu-Gi-Oh t-shirt that I'm wearing presently uh and I <laughs> I just straightened it out like you can see it but it's an audio podcast it is <laughs> I um, can see it we talked about it uh geez like two months ago now when we were whenever it was at we the looked them up Yu-Gi-Oh uh online store it's one of the ones from the official Yu-Gi-Oh website that's the uh the the dueling team established 1996 like it's a very uh sort of slick uh like major league gaming kind of design um lauren said that the one thing that makes it bearable is that you can't immediately tell that it's Yu-Gi-Oh, which i think <laughs> which i think is also kind of fun i mean Yugi is there but it's just his silhouette exactly yeah so thank you jimmy i really appreciate it you're welcome happy a, birthday a great birthday present 
I was kind of surprised on how quick they shipped it out because I, um, I think I put in the order like a night and then like the next morning they had it already shipped out. I guess there's not a lot going on in the <laughs> official Yu-Gi-Oh! merch warehouse. Yeah, I was about to say, it's probably either not a whole lot or quite a bit. Like, either they're really busy or they're just chomping at the bit for something to do. Man. So, well, if you want some uh, some Yu-Gi-Oh! merch, I, go make some people's day. Yeah. Get them earn their money. And you know what? Like I said, I'm wearing it. It's comfy. It, it fits me pretty well. It's a black shirt, which Lord knows I have a lot of and will continue to get more of. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Yu-Gi-Oh! merch uh, gets a good review from me. All right. Okay. Well, hey, you know what that means? It's time. It's time! To discuss the episode. This was uh this was a weird one. Yeah, it was and this is why I wanted to split funny. it up. It it's kind of funny. It's ki- is it scary? No. No. It's like <laughs> pretend scary. Yeah. And like like in universe it's pretend scary. Yeah, that's true. It's one of those where like a lot of things a lot of things that have happened up till now I feel like the characters have not treated it as being scary. Like facing off against uh evil kaiba right yeah uh that i think to us is super scary but in universe they're like nah it's just kaiba's evil essence that's not kaiba yeah that's just part of his soul that broke off (laughs) (laughs) so i guess you know in this totally fine in this episode we kind of get except for maybe one or two brief moments we kind of get to be on the same page as the fictional characters and being like oh yeah yeah, this isn't really scary this is like haunted house level (laughs) scary yeah, uh, that's the uh, that's about the level of scariness, like like a kid's haunted house. Yeah, yeah, like the kind of haunted house that I could go to. <laughs> have you ever actually been to a haunted house? I have been to. Jesus, have I? I just thought haunted. Does the haunted mansion count? Like a Disney? <sighs> yeah, kind of, like I've been to. I love that. That's great because that's not actual scary. No. Um, I think the closest that I've gotten. Like, to preface this is, I really don't do horror, like, at all. Like, the scariest movie that I will watch is... Bambi. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> it is a traumatizing a movie. Traumatizing it made movie. me cry when don't I was make a fun of baby. Um, but, like, mm, I'm trying to think. Like, what are what are some traditional, like, horror movies? Nightmare on Elm Street. Thank you, Lauren. So, I've watched Nightmare on Elm Street. That's probably the scariest that, like, I can handle. Mm-hmm. Um just because it's campy and has Johnny Depp in it. Uh, what's that? It's not actually very scary, Freddy Krueger. Oh, I thought you meant Johnny Depp. Oh. <laughs> I was like, it depends on who you ask, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's not like super scary. Uh, meanwhile, like Lauren went to go see Hereditary last night, and I, I can't even watch that trailer. Like, the trailer comes up for that on U- uh, on uh, YouTube every oh, now and then. Yeah, and doing that. typically you could skip these trailers. There was one day. Oh no! I was at work and I I just had you know YouTube up in the background. I'm listening to like music and stuff on it, and the trailer comes up and I couldn't skip it. And I literally I had to like I put my headphones down. I, I walked to the bathroom and I came back and I started the video over so that I didn't have to watch the ad. I couldn't. I just can't. Um, those yeah. good spooks. Yeah. So all of that to say that now that I'm thinking about it, if Haunted Mansion doesn't count, I think probably the closest that I've come is like Haunted Corn Mazes, 
um, that I did like in high school. Mm. Uh, and that's just like, oh, you know, there's your friend jose in a mask right yeah he uh, just jumps out and goes blah yeah and i'm like oh hey bud what's going on <laughs> oh hey man <laughs> uh so yeah no this is probably scarier than anything that i would want to do but it's i i recognize it now as a third party that it's not all that scary yeah it's very but maybe anyway, that's the dramatic iron the episode is arena of lost souls part one and it starts off with joey having a nightmare where he's running from Blue Eyes White Dragon, and the, he's just running through this like dark, spooky void. And noticeably, the Blue Eyes White Dragon, um, the animators just were completely lazy and didn't even have it flapping its wings. It was just like hovering, <laughs> and then it just like sits down next to him. And then um, Joey looks up, and there's like a giant Kaiba there, saying like insulting him and telling he's just a scared little puppy dog and then joey gets so mad he wakes up well so not only does kaiba say that he's a scared little puppy dog uh he says something like he says something about like submitting or he'll uh, or he'll treat him like the dog that he is or something like that and joey starts to resist like he starts to be like no i'm nobody's dog you can't tell me what to do and kaiba goes no down bad dog sit and a dog costume appears on Joey's body. Like a dog mascot costume. Yeah, and he starts whimpering like a dog. Uh, and then as he's like crying and whimpering, that's when he wakes up. <laughs> in a, in a, it will not, he's not in a dog costume in real life, but in the dream, he's in a dog costume when he wakes up. Yeah. It, it, it was just a weird sequence. It's, it's really I don't weird. know what it is with him getting so mad at people calling him dog. I mean, like, if I was just walking down the street and someone came up and called me a dog, I'd be just like, what? Yeah. All right. Cool, <laughs> it's dude. It's not that bad an insult. All right. Calm down, bud. I kind of hoped that, like, maybe you reading the manga would shed some light on this because dogs and monkeys, I think, really get to Joey. Like, any sort of insult involving him being a dog or being dumber than a monkey, I think, really get to him. Yeah, I know. They come up that. a lot. They, they really do. But I can't think of like some like deep psychological region reason joey would feel that way yeah i don't know so i don't know i maybe it's like a cultural thing maybe it's like i guess uh uh uh, what's the word like a translation issue but anyway so he wakes up dogs and like monkeys and toads are like pretty well known in japanese culture i mean but i don't know (laughs) Well, there are yeah, I was gonna in say, like all cultures, really well known. <laughs> Dogs, yeah, I've heard of them. <laughs> Monkeys, oh yeah, oh yeah, I know what that is. Toad, what? Oh, <laughs> right. Anyway, he wakes up. He wakes up, and it's a beautiful. It's like nine in the morning. They're in full sunlight. Um, Joey's just been asleep under this tree, and then like a little bit of dew drops onto his face, and uh, everyone is just sleeping on the ground. Who knows where that tent went? Um, I think um, Taya was in it. Yeah, I because they all wake up and then she comes in from off screen, mm-hmm. holding like a little backpack. Yeah, like a little rucksack or something. Yeah, uh, except it looks way too small for a tent to fit in. But. Yeah, no, I don't think that's the tent. I think that's like supplies. And then they ask, uh, "Where's Mai? Wasn't she with you?" So I think Taya and Mai took the tent, and the the guys had to sleep out on the ground. Which is weird because I vaguely remember like the last episode, them just walking away from my, 
like off on their yeah, own adventure. We didn't see Maya at all last episode. Or no, uh, last episode, two episodes. Two ago episodes is ago is when yeah. they last saw her. Yeah, they like walk. They they literally just walked off without so her. The, so maybe I guess Taya went know. like completely off screen. She just went to meet Mai and sleep in her tent and come back. I, I mean, hey, you know what? Like, they're. Oh, I was about to say two adult women. One of them is definitely not an adult woman. Yeah, Taya is like what fifteen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So maybe, so maybe I don't know what's going so on. What? It was off screen. It doesn't Com- matter. Completely platonic. They're friends, and yeah. uh, Taya just is sick of sleeping on the ground. Which I cannot blame her for that. Yeah, this living situation is buck wild to me. <laughs> None of these morons even have like a bedroll or, or a pillow food. or food. They just sleep in the dirt in their clothes. They've been wearing the same clothes for like half a week at this point. Yeah. Yeah, in no hot joke. sunlight. In hot sunlight, uh, they've gotten like drenched by the sea that one oh, time. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It's you know what? I bet you they don't smell very good. <laughs> um, this I, is a bad idea, kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so so Taya comes in from off screen. Yeah, and then they all go off to find some more duels. Yeah, or it's, whatever. It's explained then that Mai isn't there. Uh, in a note, yeah. Uh, Taya hands Yugi a note that's from, from Mai, Mai. Uh, essentially saying that she owes him eight star chips. And then Yugi reads this and blushes. Yeah, because it ends. It's got a, a, a lipstick yeah. kiss imprint. It looks on like it. it was written in lipstick. Yeah, and noticeably, the entire paper is completely smeared, which I'm guessing was originally written in japanese mm-hmm. and then they just smeared it for the american version because they couldn't be arsed to like write it down that's kind of my guess too because it's not smeared it's completely illegible it's it's like you took the smudge tool in photoshop on just kind of like a eh, an average sized brush and went wee, 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 wee. like I'm, I'm trying to i'm waving my hand back and forth but you just like yeah. kind of <laughs> scribble around with the smudge tool um yeah it, it's not delicate work <laughs> Anyway, con- continuing on, um, Joey is completely on edge from his dream and is like super mad that he was called a dog in his dream. And um, so people, I think it was Tristan who confronts him about it and was like, hey, don't call me a dog. And yeah, Tristan's what- like, hey, if the collar fits, wear it. Yeah. And everyone's like, like just rubbing it in about how he's gotten such a stick up his butt about being called a dog do you think he told them about the dream i don't think it was made clear because they do you remember no it wasn't really like they just kind of start walking and then they get into some sort of argument which is when the if the collar fits comment comes up yeah and like if tristan didn't know about the dream damn like (laughs) just being a dick yeah that's a dick comeback man if he did know about the dream it's still like more of a dick move but like like friends like making fun of each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. So meanwhile, as they're having this argument, like out in the bushes, like fifty feet away, uh three dudes are spying on them. And one of them is a creepy little uh like an emaciated child who looks like a zombie named Bones. Uh-huh. Ooh, spooky. And one is I don't think we get his name, but he looks and sounds like Mad Mod from Teen Titans. Yeah, he's got He's just like, a red-haired uh British guy 
doing like a really poor British accent, really. One of the worst British accents I've heard. Hence the beginning of this episode. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the third guy is, oh, he, he had some weird name. Do you remember what his name was? Zygor. Zygor. And they're just spying on them uh, through binoculars and finding out which one of them is which and which one of them is Yugi and like plotting against them and he's like all right let's go tell the boss <laughs> there's a lot of cackling in this episode there's so much cackling like that's like evil laughter evil well there's there's even like a there's a subtitle somewhere in there that just says evil uh cack is it cackling chortling the- chortling <laughs> chortling evil chortles it's just um, like constant <laughs> so I, I i looked it up sorry because it was going to bug me the british uh, oh, pardon me. In the dub, uh, says the Yu-Gi-Oh! Wikia, he has an Australian accent, is oh. what he's trying for there. Did not hit the mark. <laughs> I did not pick that uh, up at all. <laughs> and uh, that character's name is Sid. Sid. Okay. Uh, I guess he's Australian. I guess he's Australian. <laughs> As someone who has Australian months, family and has been to Australia, I did not pick up that at all. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> missed it by that much uh so anyway so yeah so they're spying on on the group here. yeah anyway joey gets all mad and like stalks away to like cool off and um they're saying he they keep on walking through the the forest and joey thinks that they're being followed mm-hmm. and everyone else is saying that he's paranoid and so he gets mad and um stalks off to like try and loop around and stalk the people stalking them right so he goes over and he finds this waterfall. You're making him sound much smarter than he is. <laughs> anyway, he goes yeah, over the waterfall. Go, and he's like, huh, maybe it was, they were right. It was just this waterfall that I heard. Uh-huh. And then he turns around and um, Zygor is there going, her, 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 her. And <laughs> he just says, can I help you? <laughs> Cut to black. And then... He wakes up and it's like that eye opening effect or everything. It's like an eye opening and everything is blurry and then it comes into focus. And Joey has been kidnapped and um, he's basically in chains in this cave. And he's on a platform that rises up and he's at a um, dueling arena Mm -hmm. deep underground that is surrounded by skulls and... Like crosses and gravestones and living bats. And noticeably, this uh, dueling arena um, is kind of, it has like a bootleg sort of look to it. (laughs) I don't think this is an official arena. No, I think this is a, yeah, I think this is a a hacked arena. Now, you you did skip over an important part because we meet a character who introduces this arena. Oh, yes. Our good friend, Bandit Keith. Yo, boy! Do you want to talk about Bandit Keith since you love Bandit Keith so much? Uh, Bandit Keith uh, is a grade-A asshole uh, who I love to hate. And uh, we meet Bandit Keith because uh, Zygor, Sid, and Bones uh, are spying on Yugi and friends. And they go, okay, we got to go tell the boss. And they go and they are talking to this like silhouetted figure. And they're explaining, hey, we found two duelists for you. Uh, one of them's that Yugi kid who beat Kaiba, and the other is just some dweeb. And, oh yeah, I forgot about this part. And the the shadow parts, and we see the face of Bandit Keith, who we first saw in Kaiba's flashback last episode. He's the American duelist who uh, Pegasus beat 
via the child. Um, he, he beat him with a child. Uh, <laughs> Just picked up a kid and went to town. <laughs> and uh, so Keith is uh, sort of the boss of this gang now. And he's saying, okay, well, we don't know how powerful this Kaiba kid is because we haven't seen him duel. But you said there was another duelist? Cool. We're going to take out him first. Let's take, out, his let's take out the dweeb and, and take his starships. And he goes, now, I am not going to duel him. I am going to let one of you duel him. And he picks out Bones, who's this kind of creepy looking kid. He's got kind of like a sunken face. Uh, and he's very pale. He's got weird shading on his yeah, face. I can't I, tell if it's like shadows from how gaunt he is or it's just like stage makeup or un, something. Yeah. So underneath his cheekbones and on his forehead are vertical black lines. And it's impossible to tell if they're shading or if they're like tattoos or if it's like. The shading is completely unlike any other character in the show. Right. If it is shading. So, so I don't know. So it's a little hard to tell there, but so he pulls bones aside and he goes, okay, we're going to go to the secret arena. Uh, you remembered to fill up or it's, what does he say? He says like, we're going to the secret arena. It's almost as creepy as you are. (laughs) Yeah. He's being a real dick to this like eight year old. Uh, like you remember how we made fun of Yugi a while back for being the shortest person in the group. Like this kid is easily a foot shorter than Yugi. Like he is a child. And, uh, so he starts making fun of how creepy Bones looks. And he's like, yeah, this place is almost as creepy as you. And uh, you'll get it. You'll be right at home. And uh, he goes, oh, so you remembered to pack your deck with zombie cards, right? And Bones goes, uh, yeah, I mean, I got it. <laughs> That's my whole. <laughs> I got a few. Yeah, sure. And Bandit Keith goes, oh, let me let me see your deck. Let me see what you got. And he goes, well, you got to you know fill this out with some more cards. You got to get some brute force in there. And Bones goes, well, where am I going to get? cards were on in this, this island yeah we're, we're, we're in, in this underground an tunnel and panda keith opens his jacket like drug smuggler style and he has eight pockets filled with decks of cards and he's like i got you covered uh and he essentially like builds a new deck for bones is the long and short of that um so then all of a sudden the jimmy outline happened uh, Joey gets kidnapped and he wakes up in the cave at this sort of secret arena that Bandit Keith was talking about. And uh, yeah, and he is confronted by Bones uh, at the other side of this field. Sorry, we were distracted just now by Pepper. He's a good Every episode. I, I think Pepper is easily uh, our, our most constant guest. He's like the third host. Yeah. One day. One day I'll get him a podcast. We'll see. Pepper, what do you want to start a podcast about? I don't know if that came in on the audio, but he booped the mic. (laughs) So anyway, so Joey's an idiot and got kidnapped. Yeah. Unlike this actual good dog here, (laughs) Joey is a dog all his own. Oh, no. So he gets kidnapped and he wakes up and he's chained to this um, basically... Literally underground bootleg duel arena. Right. With all these very, like, dollar store Halloween decorations surrounding him. Yes, that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. It kind of looks like somebody went into, like, a like a spirit Halloween that's going out of business and just said, I'll take one of everything. <laughs> and then just kind of taped it to the walls. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a shot um, somewhere in here, I think... 
it might be when Joey wakes up. That's like a close up of the skulls, and I think some of them had like seams on the on them. So it implies yeah. that they're like plastic, so they're not actual skulls. There, there are a bunch of shots of skulls before and after this too. Like Bones trips when they're walking to the cave, and he comes face to face with a skull. And he, I don't know why he does this. He grabs it like. Oh, he wasn't. He didn't trip. Um, Bandit Keith pushed him oh, down. That's right. Because he's a dick. Because he's a dick, and so Bones grabs this skull <laughs> in both hands and is just like screaming at it in terror, <laughs> and he throws it up, and Bandit Keith catches it. Um, and like chucks chucks it into the wall. Yeah, so I, I'm convinced they're all fake, unless Pegasus has actually killed like a hundred people and I has them under his castle. There was that moment where uh, Mokuba escaped uh, a few episodes back, and uh, uh, what's his name, Croquet, came in and was like, "Sir, the the prisoners escaped." And Pegasus goes, "Which one?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this is a really old castle. Could be. Could be. Who knows? The uh, the Pegasus line is long. Yeah. The uh, the Pegasus lineage. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the the duel. Joey is all um, angry that he's been kidnapped, but then he like he has this internal monologue, and the animation gets really weird. Mm-hmm. And um, he starts thinking about. He has a flashback to the dream that was at the beginning of the episode. And um, he just pictures Kaiba calling him a dog. And he's like, if I don't win this duel, I really will be a dog. And so he's like, yeah, I'll fight you in this duel. Come on. And um, he's dueling Bones. And he brings out, um, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. It's just one of his cards. Yeah. One of the axe guy. Uh, Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> His name. It's a, it doesn't matter. It's, it's a big gen- generic Yu-Gi-Oh Axeman. Yeah, basically. And so um, Bones is about to play a zombie because this is a graveyard uh, arena and it has the entire arena gets a graveyard field power bonus. Mm-hmm. And guess what gets a bonus from that? Zombies. Who knew? Obviously. And um, he's about to play some zombies and Ben Keith, who is sitting right behind him. And like all the other guys are sitting right behind him too and like constantly... Uh, insulting him like this weird peanut gallery yeah i don't know why he's joined up with this gang yeah like i don't know why they put him in charge of this duel (laughs) when clearly no one likes him right he's just creepy looking i guess yeah it fits the aesthetic yeah there's there there's some reasons that i think it kind of makes sense that i'm going to save for after the, the recap here but yeah they're mean they're mean to him and then um Bandit Keith is just basically backseat dueling and telling him, no, no, don't play that zombie. Play this other guy. And he's like, what? I'm not going to do that. He's like, no, screw you. Trust me. Bandit Keith won't steer you wrong, I think is an actual line. I think I think if you ever find yourself in a position where someone named Bandit <laughs> Keith is telling you, I've never steered you wrong. He done steered you wrong a long time ago. <laughs> You, you, he's got you in this creepy basement of a castle underground, having you duel kidnapped kids, yeah, kidnapped teenagers, yeah. There's been a lot of bad choices in his past. Yeah, decisions <laughs> have already been made. Anyway, um, so he brings out the um, a creature that's not a zombie, some knight kind of dude, and Joey's card actually is really good for once and kills it in one hit. Yep. And um, 
this continues a couple of times. He he brings out is it a dragon first or is it the uh Uh, No, so it's a dragon first. It's some sort of, I forget the name of it, but it's some sort of dragon that comes out. Joy brings out another guy and it kills the dragon. And then Bones plays this clown that's really creepy and it's crass clown. Oh, yeah. And it dies. And like, and Joy is like, ha ha, I've got you on the ropes. And Bandit Keith's like, no, no, now draw a card. And it just so happens to be a card i actually guessed this was going to happen like midway through the episode and all the cards that um joey had killed come back onto the battlefield as zombies yep yeah i forget the name of the card it's it's something about like the call of the graveyard or something the grave Uh, and yeah so all of your monsters that are in the graveyard come back as zombies uh in attack mode meanwhile yugi and friends are wondering where joey went and they're just walking around outside, and they find his wallet down on the ground. They pick it up, and it's got a picture of his sister in it. And they're like, hmm, something has happened to him. He wouldn't leave this wallet with his picture of his sister in it just lying around. And then they like look up and look like 30 degrees to the right, and there's the <laughs> cave opening. And they're like, hmm, what's this weird, mysterious cave? Let's go in. And... um. Like, as they're walking into the cave entrance, there's just two coffins sitting there. And um, they're, like, standing upright yeah, against, standing against upright. either wall. Totally legit. And so, Taya and Mokuba. No, not Mokuba. Bakura. Bakura. The two I always get confused. <laughs> um, stand directly in front of these goddamn coffins <laughs> and, like, start poking them. Mm-hmm. And Yugi says, uh, guys, I think you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Literally, somebody just said, this looks like a trap. <laughs> and, of course, the coffins open and there's these skeletons inside that fall off. And there's, like, uh, a brief clip of Taya and Bakura running around like chickens with their heads cut off with these skeletons, like, grabbing onto them. These clearly fake skeletons <laughs> grabbing onto them. And uh, then there's, like, some really ridiculous, cheesy action shots mm-hmm. of... Tristan like punching a skeleton in the face, and I forget what the the next one is. It might uh, the, have been Yugi. The next one is Yugi pulling a skeleton off of Taya, and it's a shot that lasts like just a few frames. But boy, does it make me uncomfortable because it's <laughs> Yugi sort of piggybacking the skeleton, who's piggybacking Taya, who's I've got this very upset look on her face. Yeah, and it's just it the the physics there don't seem to add up. Anyway, they pull the skeletons off, and um, that's when it cuts back to uh, to Joey as he's about to lose this duel to these three um, monsters, zombies that are now advancing on him and are about to kill his last creature. Well, they, oh no, that's right, they haven't killed him yet. Uh, it's Flame Swordsman who's out, and they, yeah, uh, Bones is like, oh, it's three on one now. <laughs> cut to black. Yep, credits roll. That's the episode. Joey dies. Show's <laughs> over. Bye, everyone. It was a good run. Uh, what was your what was your favorite part of that, Jimmy? Hmm, that's of, a good uh, question. Season one, episode seventeen, Arena of Lost Souls, part one. Is it just me, or are the titles getting longer? They are getting pretty long. <laughs> um, probably my favorite part was um. It might actually be your favorite part, too, where Bandit Keith 
opens up his, yes! his, his coat and he's just got like a bandoliers of cards and decks just like in all his pockets. I feel I, like that'd be uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought this up because this was going to be like an honorable mention for me. It wasn't quite my best. Um, but what was it? What was it that you said? You had like a line that you interjected when we watched. You were like, hey, kid, want to buy some cards? <laughs> yeah. It felt very much like a... It uh, looked like a, someone who would like hang out in the 80s in New York and like try and sell watches off a street corner. Yeah, like I half expected the the cards to say like Yog EO. <laughs> like bootleg Yu-Gi-Oh Yeah, like cards. bootleg Yu Gi Oh cards. <laughs> Rolex with three X's. Rolex. <laughs> uh, yeah. The Chinese was... knockoff Yu Gi Oh cards. Uh, or it'd be, um, oh shoot, I brought this up a few weeks ago, I think after we were recording. There was a Duel Monsters show. Uh, no, Duel Masters. Have you heard about this? No. So Duel Masters is a card game that is owned by Wizards of the Coast that is effectively Yu-Gi-Oh! What? <laughs> yeah. I have never heard of this. It looks and reads like a Yu-Gi-Oh! knockoff. It's essentially, from everything I can see, played the same way. Um, it has a very similar origin story. It was started around the same time, but it's called Duel Masters. And there was an anime based on Duel Masters, and it's about a kid... We need who, to find this and watch it. Right? Right? We can make a bootleg of our own podcast. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I remember I pulled it up on Wikipedia like maybe a month ago. And I really do want to give it a try because the names of like people and places are so like if you think that Bandit Keith is a weird name, picture everyone in the world has a name like Bandit Keith. <laughs> Like you can't have it. Like there are, there's no one in this world named Tom. It's like the grand sorcerer elite Tom. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jimmy the snake. This is my co-host Tyler Redbeard Robertson. No, and you're not, you're not, you're not even going far enough. Like it would be Jimmy the snake, third captain of the regime what? of change. Hell yeah. <laughs> I want to uh, live in this world. <laughs> So, yeah. So, anyway. So, Duel Masters. So, I'm sure Duel Masters. If anyone... I'll just say this. So, if anyone listens to this show and plays Duel Masters oh or my has God. played Duel Masters... I just Googled like, it. Email us, please. Uh, you activated my podcast at gmail.com. I know literally all that I could see on, on Wikipedia. Like, I did one cursory search, search for the show, and I'm really, really curious. So, let me know what it is and if Look i should pay me for the attention and the, okay thank you so you pulled up a, a, a picture here the cards look like Yu-Gi-Oh cards the kid looks like Yu-Gi-Oh with black hair pardon me looks like yugi the character <laughs> he looks like a Yu-Gi-Oh. um it it, it looks like Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> yeah like i would not be surprised if this guy was like the protagonist of one of the other billion Yu-Gi-Oh knockoff shows he does kind of look like um i think it's Jaden in GX, uh, or actually no, you know who he looks like? He looks like the protagonist of Yu-Gi-Oh! Five Ds, whose name I'm forgetting. Yeah, I'm looking at some of these cards: Cannoneer Bargon, Bullshack Dragon, Rothus the Traveler. I'm sorry, go. I'm sorry, go back. What? Rothus the Traveler. No, no, no. one more. Bullshack Dragon. A what? A Bullshack. <laughs> You know, you got your red dragons. Check your... out my dragons bullshack. <laughs> <laughs> Copper dragons. Okay, it's B-O-L. Shack. Shack. 
come on down to the bull shack. The bull shack <laughs> is a little old place where <laughs> we can duel together. Uh, I'm a big fan of bull shack smashed burgers. <laughs> The the text on it is the last city that offended it is now a ruin. Wow. So don't piss off Bullshack Dragon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What were we talking about? What is this show about? Jack Viper Shadow of Doom. See, yep, there it is. Um, anyway, back to the back to- Yu-Gi-Oh podcast. We were doing your your best part of the episode. Yeah, my best part. Uh so my best part is a new character that we introduced to here named Bones. Uh, Bones, B-O-N-Z, Bones, is, I I think, literally a child. Like, I'm scared to look it up because I'm going to be disappointed by the answer I get, but he reads like a maybe nine or ten-year-old kid. Or like a really short teenager. Yeah, well... Yeah, and and not just not just diminutive in stature, but he's got a very interesting personality. He when you first meet him is clearly very intimidated by bandit Keith. And when they enter the cave, he's like scared of the skull and bandit Keith keeps making fun of like how creepy he looks. Cause he does like he has, I, I wonder if it's some sort of condition. Like he has very sunken eyes, sunken like cheekbones. He's very pale. Maybe he's just horribly malnourished. It could be. He's got like a receding hairline, but all of his hair, he's got this black hair that starts like, eight inches up his forehead and then is spiked backwards like sort of like a like a goku spike um but he seems like honestly like a really nice kid like he wants to be nice to people um and then it's really interesting because the scene where joey like realizes oh i'm i've been kidnapped i'm in this graveyard arena um and he turns and he looks and he sees all the like you know fake halloween shit bones appears and he rises up into the the little podium in the duel arena and he's got like under lighting and he just delivers this monologue about how joey is going to like meet the souls of his ancestors and like joey is you know facing his doom and will be demolished and and like he'll be as silent as the grave and right and he 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 very on the nose like spooky right like haunted house style puns yeah but the delivery there is very much like okay this is like this is the theater kid right here like he's coming (laughs) into his element and he's the delivery is so much like oh this is why they keep bones around is because when he turns it on he turns it on uh like i i bones would be like the best dungeon master ever (laughs) Like, he'd be super nice to everybody and then, you know, get everyone like, okay, do you need help like making your character? Are you good? Like, do you need level? Okay, here, let's, well, let's talk about this magic item. And then like, he turns off the lights and like lights a candle and goes, you are all about to face your doom. I will be the bearer of your souls across the river Styx. (laughs) Me, bones. (laughs) (laughs) But like, Joey has seen, we, I don't think we talked about this before kind of mentioned at the beginning but joey has seen like all these like gravestones and things like around and he immediately calls it that he's just like pretending to be spooky as like uh a thing yeah exactly it's it's a it's an affectation yeah yeah um 
Yeah, which it's a is, bit. Which is fair. It's a bit he's but it's doing. A, but it's a good bit, and I'm really glad that Bones... Like, I, w- I was genuinely sad for him in the in the first little bit there because Mandy Keith was being, like, genuinely mean to him by calling him, like, creepy and creepy looking and, and everyone's just kind of ragging on this kid. It was genuinely good for me to see that moment where Bones is like, this is what I'm good at. <laughs> being creepy. Yeah. Even if it's fake creepy. Like, there's yeah. still a market for that, you know? Uh, what was your worst? I can't let go of the fact <laughs> that these goddamn kids don't know how to camp <laughs> you fucking wound up for that one he like leaned a foot away from the microphone they're sleeping on this the top of a hill on a slope they don't have anywhere to rest they're in their clothes they're just covered in they're just lying there in the dirt they don't have food they don't have water they don't have shelter yeah this these was... kids are so dumb I, they're completely unprepared on this island. Yeah, I, I really can't decide whose fault that is because in the like invitation that they got for Duelist Kingdom, literally nothing was mentioned about accommodations. So yeah. you can read that one of two ways. You could read that either, oh, they've got something figured out for us, or, oh, we better pack all our own stuff. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to make me read pamphlets a lot more closely before I go on a cruise. <laughs> I'm just wondering if, like, as we, the viewers, are focused on them, like, traipsing through the woods and subsisting on berries and streams and stuff, like, everyone else. Don't forget Mako's fish. Yeah, and the fish. Like, maybe all the other duelists are, like, still in the the ship that carried them there. It's, like, docked, and they're, like, living there, and then they come out. Yeah, like a floating hotel, like a cruise ship. And then they just come out onto the island to duel, and then they go back every night. I mean, you know, that that's what a smart person would do. <laughs> <laughs> and, th- like, they're all just watching them from the the windows of their ship as they're eating, like, shrimp and cocktails and stuff. Oh. And they're like, what are those kids doing out there? <laughs> it's 10 at night. That'd be really interesting. That would be like a... Uh... Like sort of a dual monsters survivor in a way. Yeah, like they're all just watching from TV screens, being like, "Oh, what's Yugi up to now? <laughs> oh, he's still starving. Oh, cool, cool. Pass the chips." <laughs> <laughs> what was your worst? Ah, oh, geez. Uh, my worst. Shoot, I had it. What was it? There were there were a lot of interesting things about this episode. God damn, what was my worst? Jimmy, I've lost it. I've lost my worst, Jimmy. Was it the animation? No. I mean, kind of. The animation is real weird in this episode. Yeah, specifically Joey's mouth. Uh, Lauren kind of helped point this out a little bit. Because we had talked about, I think, three episodes ago. Whenever we first met Panic, it, it felt like there was a different team of animators on it. Like, on that episode. Like, it felt like the style shifted pretty yeah. dramatically. This episode, it felt like the style shifted, like, scene by scene. Uh, And you even pointed out, like, when Joey's first kidnapped, it's like, oh, it's a different animation all of a sudden. And there's there's an entire scene where, like, his he's in one shot, like, talking out of the side of his mouth. Like, they don't fully animate his mouth. It's just like a a gap opens in the side. It's very, like, goofy anime style. Homestar. He looks like Homestar Runner. Yeah, he does. He, He Homestar Runners it. And then we cut away and we cut back and he's got a normal mouth again. Don't know what's going on there. And this is not something we've seen in any of this show up until this point. Right. Right. Exactly. I think uh, I think my worst 
is actually though going to be the voice acting choices. Oh, there are an lots, excellent choice. There are lots of good voice actors on this show. Like we've talked about some of their careers before, um, and and clearly there are talented people working on this show. Uh, I'm going to call out two people in particular who, while the voice actors may be talented, made some choices here, and those are the voice actors for Sid and Zygor. <laughs> uh, Sid has what I'm told now is an Australian accent. Who knew? Who knew? He talks kind of like if you got John Lennon drunk. Uh, yeah. You know, and he kind of just... I, I can't even do it now because I'm gonna laugh through it. But he 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 sounds like oh yeah, and I've, I've forgot my fish and chips, you know, and and uh, yeah, we're just gonna go down to the we're gonna and and I think what he oh, means right, to do yeah, is yeah, right, right, yeah. I think what he means to do is oh, we're gonna pop a pop a shrimp on the barbie, eh? Uh, yeah, good night, mate. And uh, and it is and it is not no no no. And he even drops in like affectations that feel more british than australian so i I really don't know what the choice they're making is but zygor who has the worst name zygor i guess it's like igor except like a Yu-Gi-Oh character yeah so like igor would be like that's a that's a real name i don't know i don't personally know anyone named zygor in real life maybe that's a maybe somebody somewhere is legitimately named zygor again hey if so email me tell me i'm wrong um, but the voice here specifically is really weird. We're not given a lot of information about Zygor. I think he might be another American duelist like Bandit Keith, but he talks kind of like this. Uh, it reminds me a lot of, uh, if you were on YouTube in the mid aughts, you might remember the Jesus videos, uh, which were, maybe it's just if you went to church in the mid aughts. <laughs> Uh, so if you went to our specific college and hung <laughs> yeah. out in our friend group, uh, so it was this youth group, uh, this church youth group in like 2004, maybe who took a bunch of old videos of like, I think it was supposed to be like, you know, here's Jesus, uh, doing the sermon on the Mount and here's Jesus talking to, you know, whoever it's like a, like a tame passion of the Christ that they're meant to play at like churches. And they dubbed like over really it. like low budget like fifties production or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. It looked like a Ben Hur like knockoff. Uh and they dubbed over it and like made them into silly things. So there's one character who who talks like Zygor talks and he goes, Hey Jesus. Hey, it's me over here. Hey. Hey, look. Oh, there goes Peter. Hey, Peter. And that's how Zygor talks. And it's so, so off-putting to see this, like, big, like, buff dude in the Yu-Gi-Oh! universe where clearly everyone who's buff is evil. And he, like, he even knocks out Joey. Like, he straight up just, I'm assuming, punches him in the face or yeah, chloroforms it just cuts him. I don't black. know which is better. Uh, and, you know, he does, he's in, he's in that scene where it's just uh, evil chortles. Uh, it's him and Sid chortling. And, uh, and then he starts talking and he's like, Hey boss. <laughs> yep. We, we, find did, those duelists. we did the thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think maybe what they're going for here is like with bones. They're trying to say that like, not all bad guys are evil. Uh, but boy, did they miss the mark on a bunch of levels here. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with the voices. I, I genuinely, episode. I can't figure it out. But get ready for even more get of them in the next more. episode. Because uh, if you couldn't tell by this episode being named Arena of Lost Souls Part 1, next week we're going to be talking about Arena of Lost Souls Part 3. Psych! Part 2! <laughs> uh, no, it's just a two-part episode. Don't worry, everybody. Um, but that will be an experience. Arena of Lost Souls 2. The search for more money. <laughs> uh, yeah, which is what it feels like. All right, Jimmy, are you ready to close this thing up yeah give us that like card a, of the week like a tomb it's bum, time bum, bum. it's time <laughs> to end the episode as we do every week we're gonna be ending the episode yes we do end the episode every week <laughs> hey you know what maybe one week we won't maybe it'll just keep going until the next week We'll just record consistently. Um, Welcome to our 24-7 Yu-Gi-Oh! live stream <laughs> podcast. Oh, God. Uh, that's how I'm going to die. Um, I'm just going to camp out here in your living room floor. Please don't. Please, please don't. Please. Uh, as we do every week, we end out the show by listing a card of the week uh, chosen randomly by an algorithm that I have written poorly. And uh, this week's card is titled... Number 83, Galaxy Queen. Uh, yes, that is a number in its title. I don't know why. Number 83, Galaxy Queen. It's a one-star monster. It's a spellcaster slash, and this is something that I have zero experience with, XYZ effect, Ziz effect maybe, because they're not all capitalized. Anyway, uh, it is, let's see, three level one monsters. Once per turn, you can detach one Ziz material from this card. Until the opponent's next end phase. The monsters you currently control cannot be destroyed by battle. And if they attack a defense position monster, inflict piercing battle damage to your opponent. And it's got 500 attack and 500 defense. Oh, yeah. Here's the art. It she looks of, like a Power Rangers villain. Yeah, I was going to say, it kind of looks like Rita Repulsa in a lot of ways. Um, or maybe like a, like a Sailor Uranus like ultimate form. Um, yeah, big old shoulder pads. Oh, yeah. This is, these are like... World of Warcraft level shell um, pads on this woman. Oh, yeah. Extremely 80s. Yeah, this is very uh, high fashion, I think. <laughs> like, I'm expecting this to walk down the runway next year. Yeah. Um, this is maybe next year's Met Gala theme. Number 84 next year. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Uh, I do enjoy, though, is this consistent? There's a black, like, space background on this card. Yeah, I haven't seen this before. Maybe is like an XYZ thing. We'll have to look into that. I think that's something that comes up in GX or 5Ds maybe. Oh, look. She might show up in the anime at some point. Yeah, so that looks like Vrains to me. So maybe it's a Vrains thing. Number 83, Galaxy Queen. Uh, yeah, so that'll do it for this week's episode. Uh, once again, we talked about season one, episode 17, Arena of Lost Souls, part one. <sighs> um, if you want to get in touch with us, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Yampod. That's Y-A-M-P-O-D. Uh, you can find us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's just, you activated my podcast. You know what it is. Uh, if you want to email us, it's you activated my podcast at gmail.com. Uh, or you can go to our website, tyler.games slash Y-A-M-P, or welcome to flavor.town slash Y-A-M-P. I what? love that you own that. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to keep that name. for as long as I fucking can. <laughs> um, all right. Hey, until next week.
Remember. Spooky. Okay. <laughs>